Open the pod bay doors, please, pal. All right, all right, all right. You're gonna need a bigger potion. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? Look at the coast. We get together, have a few laughs. <laughs> a movie artist with Brad Patel and Gus Trapp. Yeah, you, you can stuff. take you'll take the lead. This is your this this one's kind of all you. Like. Yeah, this is like the first movie I like when I was like, hey, you when you were like, hey, let's do a podcast about movie. <laughs> I was like, yep, let's do Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> uh, like I'm your very up, first movie choice. Yeah, very first movie choice. I'm gonna fill up my scotch real quick, and I'll be right back. <laughs> Pour it into your computer. Yeah. Is that I Jack Burton's shirt there? I, it's almost because it's white, but it, it's okay. It's it's Miller High Life. Oh, okay. That's... Which they are drinking, and he he does say that it's like you know what I you know what I say when it's Miller time. <laughs> so quotable. Oh my gosh, this movie is too good. Are we ready for the intro? Should we start? Yeah, let's do it. Hey gang, hey Brad Patello here. Uh, I'm joined by my good friend Gus Trouth. Uh, this is the last episode of our uh, John Carpenter Marathon. Uh, today we're discussing the 1986 film Big Trouble in Little China. This is also Gus's birthday episode. Happy birthday, Gus. Thank you. Which is sometime this week. or You guys can, it's on the 20th. So, hey, listeners, send like uh, some like Amazon gift cards or something. Totally cool. We have an email, uh, movie odyssey podcast at Gmail. So send Gus presents, I guess. I got to think about what my birthday episode is going to be. I don't. I think it might, it would go on my top five of any list, almost. Like favorite childhood movie, favorite just movie, like top five desert island movies, like Big Trouble, Little China. It's so fucking good. It's so fun it uh the tempo of it is great it's unique it's so weird and goofy and it rides the line perfectly of being completely over the top and like what the fuck is happening like <laughs> the first big uh the the chinese standoff it was intended like, as a comedy right yes like he, comedy action adventure john carpenter wanted to do a kung fu movie and that's how and it a started. western yeah, it started as a Western. Which you was... can see um, little like, like Jack Burton has the saddlebag. Yeah. And um, one of the uh, uh, Wing Kong guys is like, has like two revolver, you know, six shooters. And you have that whole standoff at the beginning, that scene. Yeah. That early on in the film. So yeah, the first screenplay was uh, written as a Western Screenwriters Gary Goldman and David Weinstein, uh, who were fired from the project and replaced with W.D. Richter, who was a veteran script doctor, apparently. And uh, there was some drama there. Um, the original screenwriters wanted credit. The studio didn't want to give them credit. So there was a, a grievance with the union, and it ended with them all three getting credit. Hmm. Uh, just a quick little factoid here. It was made the year I was born. Uh, this is a fun little connection there. Yeah. Being at that at my birthday and all. It was up against, it didn't do well. This movie didn't do well. Yeah, it was a major flop, right? 
It spent $25 million making it and only made 11. Is it 11. one of his expensive movies? Yeah. This, this you movie... can tell. It looks... It, I think this movie, for its time, can, like... You know, it's fighting with the big boys, in my opinion. I think it's one of John Carpenter's best-looking movies. I think it's across the board as far as the visual effects and the camera work and the music. And, like, the it's my favorite... And I think it's the most influential John Carpenter score other than like Halloween is very famous, but this is like Daft Punk stealing this stranger things stealing this. Like the main theme of this is heavily uh, sampled or pulled from like when they're in the, uh, the, the airport that do, 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 that kind of thing. It's great. The score is so good. Uh, his last collaboration with Dean Cundy. Oh wow! And another, and re uh, upped with um, Rob uh, Boutine. Yes, there's some really. I think uh, the effects hold up pretty well. Uh, uh, oh, that I eyeball that... monster is a little silly, but holy shit! Are you kidding me? That <laughs> eyeball monster is. I was about. That was what I was about to say. Is that's like one of the. I love that thing. It's a good prop. It's a good, uh, you know, it's an animatronic and it looks good, but some of the, Oh, I think some of the looks, shots are, I don't it's know. A li- like, you can it's kind of see the mask when it's floating, but the yeah. shot of it, like licking its gun wound. Oh yeah. Like anything just, with the, the animation of it's good. I wrote just, down that it almost couldn't look better today. Well, the, the monster itself looks good. I think there's a couple shots that are composited weirdly that, where it's like I like when it like sends the you like it kind of oh, like yeah. sends its like uh psychic well there's message. there's clearly silliness right to this movie yes. like there's over the topness like there that... are lines in this movie that if it was a lesser director and actors they wouldn't it couldn't it wouldn't pull, be pulled off like like when Jack says like we're not back in 24 hours call the president or something like it's so silly but it totally works wouldn't you say yeah i, I like this movie I, I brad oh boy love, is I this i don't is love this it. another masters I, of the universe episode i don't know i know it's i don't dislike it at all i just not i would oh. take the thing over this one like i i, I see to me it that's like saying like what's better alien or aliens they're kind of like the thing is his best mature movie and it and you can't really compare it to this movie other than i think those are these are his two best movies the thing and the big trouble big trouble is his most fun movie that i think lands although it did horrible for whatever reason which is insane to me well, there's the, a couple of, well, there was studio meddling. That's what kind of, I don't blame John Carpenter for some of the things that I don't think land in this. It's the studio's fault. They did some script rewrites. They demanded some scenes be put in. Like that opening scene was added because. I like that opening scene. I think it sets up a great mystery to, and like uh, just the adds to the world building. I And the, how good are those uh lightning effects they look good yeah this, this lightning the visual uh, effects for, hold for, up for 2d lightning effects oh from yeah no, the the 80s they're maybe the best yeah 
No, I, I really like the visual effects in this. I like the production design. Uh, yeah, I like, I like the direction. The mm -hmm. um, Some killer Dean Cundy blue flares. Yeah. <laughs> his Dean, his uh, trademark blue flares are in there. Some good stunt work, I thought. Um, yeah, I mean, I think for the time, he's doing... How much insane shit is in this movie? Well, it's very... It's just... It's just this movie's just crazy. It's just batshit crazy. In my opinion, it pulls it off. And there's I some, would say for me, there's some wasted opportunity. Sure. Just a little bit. And I, I just again, think it's so far ahead of its time. Yeah. It's, like that that video game-ish thing that Egg Chan and Lopan have towards the end. He's like, You never could beat me, Egg Chan. Like, oh, where they they have these avatars. There's yeah. There's, <laughs> The sound effects and the visuals and like just that forethought and like how like uh he's kind of going like this like yeah i thought he was playing a video game yeah it's like doing that. but like, in 1986 1986 yeah there were no top buttons to that's super nintendo that's 90s james hong is perfectly cast oh my god that his whenever he is old low pan yeah the, he's doing, the he's roller coaster it. of emotions there and the yeah. makeup the make yeah no this is probably some of the best old makeup yeah it's so. very stylized but in like a very creepy way just his like weird laugh and stuff whenever uh gracie law like nips at him and he starts like laughing almost like he's crying and he bring it's yeah it's James, very, james hong is killing it as low pan yeah. um egg chan kurt, kurt russell's killing it um kurt russell is the the glue to this movie well, the, see, so the problem the studio had, I don't know how much you yeah. read into this, but like their intention, John Carpenter's intention with the character is that he was the sidekick. Like he wasn't, yes. he wasn't supposed to be the lead. That's my favorite thing about this movie is that it's not some white guy coming in to the to the Chinese community and saving the day he's a buffoon and he doesn't know anything that's going on he is the like expository like like who's that what's going on like that's a lot of what his he's our uh, character says he, we experience the story through him but he's Wang our, our, is the fucking hero man Wang is the is the main character really yeah what I mean with the studio meddling is the studio didn't like that they wanted they wanted the white guy to be like the main character. So well, they... the studio's fucking idiots, and <laughs> seemingly that's not what John Carpenter did because. Well, it comes across, uh, but that's why they added that opening scene so that people would think he was the hero, even though he doesn't do anything. There's that. Well, he little... does bookmark the. He does a lot. He. Like I think we should all aspire to be Jack Burton. He is down. To he's down to do the right thing. He's got so much self-confidence of a hat. Um, it's my favorite Kurt, Kurt Russell character. He's and killing I think, it. I mean, he. Yeah. Uh, but he's not like very. The character is not. He, he's kind of hapless. He's kind of a buffoon. Like he's but, not. But that's what makes it so good. Like whenever he the whenever he this like Eddie's like the safety's on and then he like clicks it and he starts shooting and he's like making this crazy face and he's like is that the first time you ever plug somebody yeah that's he's my... like of course not like and and on top like that's my Wang is usually line. just like handling everything yeah <laughs> yeah wang is kicking ass like he's oh the, man he's Wang, the hero it, it, he's he was not like 
he didn't do martial arts before he trained like once being um uh casted for this movie he then trained like it wasn't like he did martial arts back in the day and you would never know his command and uh physicality in the movie is incredible yeah he does a great job i guess uh jackie chan was approached that would have been good i do think that the uh, like the i don't i don't remember his name the guy who plays wang but he dennis dunn if it wasn't as good like if if kurt russell wasn't there and the camera work wasn't so good and the script wasn't so fun there are parts of of his performance that are you know i can overlook though you know i think it shows a good range of him as an actor with the movies we've looked at where he's you know he's he's this character and he's snake and he's mccready those are all very different characters i agree where this care you know mccready was self-confident but in a quiet way he was more he was more competent and he he said less his leadership qualities in the thing everybody's looking to him jack burton on the other hand seems to be the only character who doesn't know he isn't the lead of this yeah movie. but yeah i know but it's isn't it great you i mean you <laughs> I, I like that jack, yeah oh man i think it's so good i mean it's not it's intentional it is and it's hard to get the sort of humor in it it's it's hard to see like the intention there you know you see this you know he's got top billing he's the most prominent person on the poster but he's not very competent like his character isn't uh, yes but you need jack though he's just so gung-ho and down to help and uh step up to the challenge even if he's not ready for it i think it's awesome yes He's trying to it's take great, the lead. It's a great but, complexity, yeah. But I just feel like that conflict between John Carpenter and the studio mm-hmm. watered it down a little bit. Like they, I think that's probably why it's hard to see because he is kind of bending tropes here. I just but, don't I mean, like, this, just, this in my in my opinion, whatever the like not knowing that the studio was at doing so much fuckery all of it works what gets muddled is the fact that this it's so ambitious and they're going for all these crazy ideas before anybody was doing any anything like that john carpenter really got disillusioned with studio work after this like he went back to his next two movies prince of darkness and uh they live are all super low budget and he did them independently which you can feel i think that's what makes the thing work for me a lot more because it but the thing doesn't feel and it doesn't feel cheap to me where they live and prince of darkness feels cheap in like a bad in a, in a hindrance way i do like they live a lot and i a lot but there is it there is a cheapness to it do you have the uh you have the blu-ray of this yes did so it's like the special edition one yeah i mean it has a bunch of stuff on it and i've watched it this has been a while i i I was uh, gonna say though i did watch the uh or i listened to the commentary track from john carpenter and uh kurt russell yeah it was pretty funny and they talk about a lot of this stuff like yeah 
because the way the studio marketed it and yeah like it didn't get marketed well like the studio didn't know what kind of movie it was supposed to be i just this movie's always been hilarious to me like my dad thought this movie was so funny like my dad would laugh so one the in our household the uh um it's all in the reflexes oh yeah was like uh you know a line everybody would say um also one of my favorite moments my dad's favorite moments was whenever he gets back to the truck and he turns it on and kim cattrall's like what was that and he's like uh 6.9 on the richter scale (laughs) it is one thing he does it's the uh the throwing knife thing that's one yeah, thing he, he does, does. He kills yeah. Lopan. He does. He does kill the main bad yeah. guy. I guess he has one moment. Um, <laughs> the villains but, so, aren't much more. Um, they aren't much more competent, by the way. The villains are also pretty inept. In well, this. There is a nice I like the direction of how like Lopan talks about Egg Chan. He's like that little bastard like coming back here like their, their history and stuff and and those even two, just those two actors both james, uh, james hong oh they did Lopan, it's so good they're so good. victor wong is egg Chan, perfectly both, casted both yeah. really well cast and both nailing it i would like to start well it so let's start about the opening scene that is was a reshoot yeah so we get the, egg, egg chan is in his lawyer's office so it's after the aftermath like where the laws actually come into and he's trying to explain everything and he keeps on bringing up like where's jack burton he's you know kurt russell's character where is he and he egg chan's like leave him alone you know you the city owes a, a great debt to him jack burton is a hero yeah i think he but, actually says that like but that's true i mean it is true he's the, he's not if he was talking about well, I mean that—that's a line that was thrown in there to so the audience would. Oh, okay. Yes, you know, but you—I mean, it, it makes sense. You need the star to push the movie. Yeah, I mean, what? Well, we do. See I don't it think it hinders. Eyes. I understand where you're coming from, but I don't think it makes like it's It's still basically John Carpenter's vision. He's like. Like, how am I supposed to believe all this stuff? Like, show me something. And Egg Chan, show you something? And he lifts his hands up and he does the, the a little electricity, which the animation on that is superb. Oh, wait, and I the lighting to... is killer too. I did notice the lighting in that scene. Yeah. They lit it through some blinds. Which was a smart call, blind. yeah. Oh, yeah, it's very Venetian look. blind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, got that, go... I, I love that setup. I love that setup. Uh, so we get that scene is the opening, the sort of the studio made him put in. Then we cut to the big rig driving Great into music. San Francisco. And, and yeah, you get introduced to Jack Burton talking on the CB radio. He's like, it's like an early version of podcast. The yeah. stories he's saying at the beginning there is so good. He's like eating a hoagie at one point. He's. He's got one of those like vending machine or gas station like apple pies. Yeah, big sandwich. Castle Thunder. They use Castle Thunder a lot. It's like a stock sound effect. It's, yeah, it's, it's very. It's raining a lot of this movie. Yeah, I noticed that. It is San Francisco though. Yeah, so he rolls in and uh, is like he pork chop express. He's delivering uh, 
pigs to Chinatown, San Francisco. There's a nice and, series of cuts there too, just to yes. kind of set when he's he drives into town and then he's interacting with like there is the, a scene market. Where, yeah, he's getting like um he's he's getting some uh dumplings. Yeah. From a street merchant. And he's then he's he's like bullshitting with them, but you can't see what he's saying. Here's a little bit of trivia. I, I saw this movie twice in the theater. Oh, you lucky bastard. Which was odd for me because I didn't do that often, but I went to yeah. see it and then a friend really wanted to see it, so I went to see it with them too. Yeah. I mean, what, what was that like? Tell me, cause you, that's your, you didn't open with that? God <laughs> I, damn it, Brad, I want to know I, every I single for, detail. forgot about Did, it. Well, I, I didn't remember a lot of it. Um, yeah. How old know, would you have been? 13. Yeah. So. Perfect age. Yeah, it's, uh, it w- I remember liking it a lot. I still like it. I'm not, yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying to say I don't like it. Because we got to talk I about this. Uh, yeah. And I remember yeah. the, uh, the fight at the end. And, you know, the, the hairy monster thing and the eyeball monster. There's so much stuff in this movie that is just in so ingrained into my head. Like <laughs> the, um, the whole opening thing with them playing the bottle scene. Well, the bottle scene, I wrote that. That's the next thing we see is. The yeah, that, they're, they're playing Burton. some kind of like uh, they're gambling. He's won a Jack bunch Burton's of money. Killing it. Yeah, this is where we meet. uh Wang, yeah, are the actual protagonist of this movie, and they establish that um, they're old buddies, they're old friends. Uh, Jack wins a bunch of money, and he says, "Double or nothing, I can slice this bottle right in half with a sword or something." Is that what he? Yeah, he is- well, he he has a big like meat cleaver. He he owns a restaurant, so he's the reason he would be there is because he's getting supplies for his restaurant at this like market wang fails and he owes him more money well yeah wang when he goes to cut the bottle in half the bottle gets squeezed and flies across the uh table at jack and jack catches it and that's when he says it's all in the reflexes that'll be important later (laughs) but um this is something later or, or something i've sort of just in the past, maybe like two watches. I watch this movie at least like twice a year, minimum. <laughs> um, what the fuck is Jack, or sorry, what the fuck is Wang doing staying up all night long, gambling his money away when he knows the next morning he's going to pick up his wife, soon to be wife, that he has been working to the like blood and bone to like. To bring over to Uh-oh. America. Yeah. What the fuck know. is he doing? He's fucking up so like, <laughs> you know, he's yeah. fucking up big time. Yeah, he is. He shouldn't be doing that. So they drive to the airport. There's some nice shots there that are actually rear screen projection. The driving to the airport scene. You would never I was, know. I was looking at it and I was, I couldn't tell. So they drive to the airport and there's a scene there. The airport scene is where we first, I, I, so I kept on, I started by, um, I was like, Oh, I'll put a star off, off to the side for the scenes that I really want to talk about. Okay. And then it was basically every scene, every scene (laughs) is classic and fun and awesome. This movie moves so well. Um, 
so yeah, the airport scene, the music is so iconic in this scene. And there's the gag with the old lady when he's hitting on uh, Gracie Law, who so happens to be a lawyer. I mean, <laughs> woo. So we, we introduced Kim Cattrall's character there. Yeah. Gracie Law. She's at the airport, coincidentally. Uh, basically, the Lords of Death, that gang, they're there to just like kidnap Chinese women to take to the White Tiger for like money. So Wang's girlfriend is Mao Yin. Yeah. Who is uh, an Asian one with green eyes. And that's, that's a major plot point that we'll get into later. Um, Susie Pei, the, the actress, I guess spoke no English. So that's why she doesn't speak in the film. Yeah, that makes um, sense. So they were, she ends up getting kidnapped yeah, she gets kidnapped, and I, the, one I, I I love the line when Jack Burton is hitting on uh, Grace Gracie. She goes like, "What does she say back to him? Like, if you were standing downwind from me, it it, it smells like Miller time." And, oh, and yeah. he goes, <laughs> "Do you know what I say when it's Miller time?" Which is a great like little uh, product placement line. But that starts. That's when the that's when he, the Lords of Death bump into him, and he's like, "Hey, what the hell?" And that whole scene, whenever the guy he like goes to co confront them, and he again he's 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 down right off the bat. He is he's stepping up to the plate. There's and a... that, that that guy who pulls out the like butterfly knife, and then he takes out like a. He's like, "Where'd you get that?" Like he pulls out like a baton. That is the stunt coordinator. Yeah, Jeff Amata. This was his yes. first. Uh... John Carpenter's first collaboration with him. The story is Shootouts, really fight, crazy. There's there's gun, there's gunfire, there's kung fu. There yeah, there's magical creatures. There's a lot kind of thrown at you. Yeah. So they both they they try to grab both girls and they end up grabbing Mao Yin and they kidnap her and get away with her. And um that scene where they're chasing after her and the car's coming at him and, and Jack pushes Wang out of the way just in time. Oh, yeah. And they get up and the scene ends with Jack going, son of a bitch must pay. <laughs> Fuck yeah. So the, the delivery is perfect. That line, I want to have a moment in my life where that line is locked and loaded. And I can say it perfectly. You're, you've got it on the tip of your tongue, just ready to go. You've been yeah. wait, waiting your whole life to use that in a in a situation. Where yeah, they Wang, run into Wang has like uh, Wang knows more of what's going on than he kind of lets on. Like he knows about the White Tiger, right? He knows about the White. He he has he understands what's going on in Chinatown. Like he knows this is kind of where they where they sharpen their knives. <laughs> So there's yeah. just a batshit crazy scene where this the, is a great this is a great uh, uh, a tonal shift because they have a little run in with Egg Chan a little like character passing moment where Jack's going up a one way street in his yeah. giant in his truck and uh, Egg Chan's tour bus is coming the other way and that moment where like. Wang's like, turn right now. And then the music cuts off 
and it all slows down for a moment and they're in these back alleys and it gets real moody and foggy no music and they that's when they hit the um what you're getting what you're leading up to you we uh, the this <laughs> insane fight scene but there's a great little moment where you see Lopan disguised as a bum really? in one of his many forms. Yes. In this scene? Like yes. in the alleyway scene? Uh, yeah. Before the, when he, uh, Jack kind of stops to talk to an old woman and she just closes up her doors and goes inside. Yeah. Right before that, they pass a bum and he's kind of like holding like a shoe in his hand or something. Oh, it's Lopan. That. And that's yeah. Lopan? Yeah. Huh. They run into a funeral procession, which suddenly gets overwhelmed with gang violence. There's um, an opposing gang rolls in. Yeah. Yeah. So there's Uli from Die Hard. I had, to, yeah. I had to look that actor up. It's Al Leong. Is the yeah, he's the awesome, man. He, he does some great, like, uh, throws some dudes through some windows. Yeah. He's in all these movies as like a henchman. He's yeah. Like, so the 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 rival gangs kind of go at it uh first they start shooting they shoot up the funeral possession and then the gunfire stops and it gets super serious and they start the martial arts fighting so the fighting goes on for a while and then these three guys show up the the three storms which, which is a really like like whenever like the first what the fuck moment for like a first time viewer and who's especially somebody who's not maybe down for this like if you're like like all of a sudden there's a bunch of gunfire you know like some people i think first reaction be like fuck yeah this is awesome other people are like what the fuck is happening you know yeah and then yeah there's a big fight there's some there's some pretty cool stuff in that fight there's the crazy arm break it's really well edited there's a great moment where they like somebody he takes like a board and puts it behind a guy's head and then yeah. he like knees the dude in the face and it yeah. breaks the board. <laughs> yeah, I love that move. Some really um, good moves, some good shots yeah. in this fight then, scene. Like Brad saying, out of nowhere, the whole fight is is stopped. Everybody stops fighting. Cause these three mm -hmm. storms, the the who these that's what they're called. They look He's, like Raiden from fucking uh, Mortal Kombat. Yeah, the lightning character inspired Raiden and uh, Lopan inspired Shang Tsung. So the lightning guy is super cool. Yeah. He, he, he looks really cool. The effects are cool. Yeah, Never, I love it. I like his armor. It's kind of like dragon scale armor. And the, the actor is super handsome. I guess he was working as a model before they... Yeah, he's a good looking guy for sure. Him. Never really shoots anyone with lightning or does any damage, but he looks cool. He 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 almost these, gets them. These three lightnings, it's you know, it's a hard, it's hard to wield, you know. I guess it must be. <laughs> Raiden can do it. He just like yeah. down forward low punch, and <laughs> these three characters are kind of. That's what I was talking about with kind of wasted opportunity. Like they don't, they're so cool in concept but they don't do anything. The one guy explodes, which is super cool. Um, yeah, it's awesome. Rain has no discernible powers. He's just poses a lot <laughs> and looks good. You can fly through the air. Thunder looks cool. The, 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 the guy who plays Thunder is just super ripped. Yeah, he's, I'm pretty sure he was like somebody's 
bodyguard, like Bruce Lee's bodyguard or something like that. Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, he was a, worked as a bodyguard. He also trained police officers in martial arts. <laughs> Play your cards right, Carter Wong. You might live to uh, talk about it. They have uh, a nice. Right. Uh, I understand what you're getting at. His power the, is the mystery, he, though. The mystery. You're going too deep into it. I, I wanted to see the, those characters kick more ass. Right. You know, like you I wanted to see storms. the lightning guys shoot people with lightning. And right. Well, that's guy. what I'm saying. This movie's ahead of its time. They couldn't do that shit. I mean, they could. They could have, but like, you need like five of these movies to happen before the really, really like they really take advantage of like what you could have done. Because nowadays they would have really done. love. I love the concept behind these characters. Yeah, I do too. But the and execution... I love that scene too, where it just all of a sudden, a st- and that's when uh, Wang tells Jack to step on it, which leads to a very iconic scene from my childhood. Lopan when he runs over, over Lopan, and he hits him too. Gets... You see him hit him, right? And he's it, well. You think you only think you saw him hit him. Well, they, I mean, they showed it. <laughs> well, I but know, but they, I mean, he stands that, up. I mean, he's a, no, 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 but he's but not no, real. I mean, he's not corporeal at that point, right? Like, his, correct. That's what when, I'm saying. Like, it was an illusion. Lopan made it seem like that's what happened. When he appears in that form, like his real form is the wrinkled old guy. That's what he really looks like. Yes. Right? And that's his corporeal form. But when he's right, his demon form, yeah. When he's out and about, he takes, you know, he, he can looks... take many, obviously he takes many forms because he was the bum too. He's like a trickster character. So I don't know. I just, that, the, the mystery there of like, you get these three characters, what the fuck are those guys all about? And then they run over low pan and then Jack gets out of his car and the light, that, that light effect is really cool. Yeah. All the effects hold up well. There's some cool. But then this is a big, work. this is a big uh, moment because Jack leaves his truck, which is heartbreaking for jack and that's his Baby. whole like rest of the movie is his whole goal is to get his truck back yeah i'm just here to get my truck back which is it's bullshit he's he, he's like this is the best he's having a time of his life he's having fun yeah this hey, is go. important there's a very important moment in this when in the getting away scene jack yes. burton discards his weird like hippie hoodie thing and he's in the reveal his iconic tank top which japanese how i flag. don't own, own that is like yeah i thought you had it on tonight. yeah i i have a tank i kind of dressed up like jack burton uh audience just for a fun little thing you could probably get one of those on the internet like, you can it's it's in my amazon wish list for like the past like 30 years yeah jack uh at the beginning and the end of the movie he has a kind of a different wardrobe he's got this sort of hippie hoodie boots the crazy boots again john carpenter's sense of like character designer what they go with it's so iconic throughout the kind of bulk of the movie he's he's in this iconic tank top but at the beginning and the end he gets his uh hippie hoodie back as almost like his uh like superman has his glasses that's like his uh So they get back, they go back to uh, Wang's restaurant, the uh, Black Pool, which is a cool restaurant name. And the, all the dialogue that uh, Jack Burton has on the phone, trying to reach his insurance. 
Yeah. I spend six G's on premiums a year, honey. Like all of it is gold. It's so good. And there's a lot of, there, there's some really good expository there about like, uh, what, like, that's where Eddie comes in. That's when we meet Eddie. We meet Eddie. We meet Margo, who's like a journalist. Oh, yeah. Who that's has nice. the longest sentence of expository dialogue I've ever heard in a movie. Like, she's, I forget what she says, but it's I, like. Isn't that, isn't that after the White Tiger? When she, yeah, she's like. You're talking about David Lopan, the yeah. most like that notoriously. That? Yeah, yeah. It's like a paragraph she has to read there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they're so at the restaurant. Eddie, Eddie is the um, like maitre d of the restaurant. Right. He works there. Just everything about that. I love that they're they're eating. I love that they're. I love the um, the robe that they give Jack that doesn't is like too short for him. Um, oh, I know that. He's got like, his uh, he's got his tank top hung on a yeah d- drying and his pants hung over. It's very head. lived in. There's some good, like I said, it's good production design in this movie. Yeah. Everything feels like the interior of the restaurant authentic. feels authentic, and even like the more magical realism elements. Yeah, I think work really well in the design of it. I love when the uncle explains what low pan is. That he's basically like a dream. Mm. That whole thing and how the music comes in and it gets real serious. How good is Jack Burton's um, costume and voice for the character he he's like playing as this common guy looking for like a businessman? Reminded and, me of used cars. Yes. Like it looked just yes. like his character in used cars. And just yeah. his laugh and stuff. He's like, it when he goes, deductible. that made me laugh out loud. The, yeah. the the scene where, so they go back to the, uh, or they go to the brothel trying to get. Uh, sure is raining cats and dogs out there. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Kurt Russell puts on this sort of used car salesman yeah. persona, which he's is going hilarious. in as a, this, he's like a spy. Yeah. He's going in pretending to, you know, be a client. So the three storms show up at the brothel and kick everybody's butt. <laughs> well, again, Jack Burton steps up to the fucking plate. Does he get his ass whooped? Yes. He yeah. gets kicked across the whole fucking room. There's a great where he lifts up the hat and he punches him and nothing happens and he just gets punched across the room. Love it. Yeah, I, I like his little reaction too when like He's trying to beat up the rain. I think it's the rain guy. Yeah, and, it's rain. Yeah. And he's not, he's punching him and nothing happens. And there's this moment where he kind of just nods like, oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's so many little classic things that could be overlooked on like the first or second viewing with, with Kurt Russell's performance. He's always a little bit behind Jack. Yeah. He's, he never quite understands what's going on. He's the perfect American. They don't know what Americans don't know what the fuck's going on, which is a cool inversion of that trope. Yes, you know? that's like the a, best. That's what makes this movie so goddamn cool. So they meet the real low pan. Um, well, okay, this one I love this shot, how they set this shot up. It's an established establishing shot of like low pans like business and jack and wang from uh, from camera left and camera right like 
step in the frame. And uh, this is that's, gonna that's take like crackerjack timing. Yeah. That line, and he's like, "Are you ready?" He's like, "I was born ready." <laughs> uh, so good. There's a big storm happening, so they're acting like the telephone wires are cut or something. Right. They're pretending and, to be telephone repair. And the only thing that would distinguish, like, would point to them being telephone repair people, is the fact that Jack Burton's holding a fucking telephone. <laughs> which makes no fucking sense like i think it's silly yeah, they don't have tool kit yeah or anything they're just walking in and And it's kind of bullshit their way through right whenever they see a camera they're like we should go to this router over here yeah (laughs) but this is there's this whole thing with elevators in this movie and this is the first elevator scene it's kind of descending into hell this whole mystical world slash hell is under chinatown and yeah, they get in the elevator, which just starts being submerged into seawater, ocean water, because it's, you know, it's salt water. I think Wang says it at some part. Yeah, salt water. And that's the first scene in, I remember being younger, that scene really freaked me out. That's where we're kind of The upside in the, down sinners. Yeah, we're in the world now. We're in Lopan's world. Yeah. There's always, I a lot of these almost every scene is really good at keeping track. It's it, they're doing a lot of parallel editing where while Jack and Wang are trying to their first rescue attempt, which becomes, they get captured. They're cutting back to the, the uh, restaurant where Gracie law, the uncle and egg Chan are hanging out and egg Chan's doing like a bone reading. And they're just like slamming beers. Yeah. I like that. If you've noticed, if you, I don't know if you noticed that, but almost every scene starting at that first, um, their first rescue attempt is parallel editing between two scenes. So you're always keeping up with all the characters. Yeah. For the most part. It feels like an ensemble, a little which bit. is nice. I think I like that. I don't know. I like that a lot. Well, I did note this film is edited really well. A lot yeah. of really impressive edits, um, rhythmic, good pacing. Like the pace never lets up. Yeah. You know, it's very like there's no breaks in the action. Well, it, and all. it's textured. Like I was saying, there's these, it's crazy, 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 slows down, ramps back up, slows back down, which just texture and timing is a big thing in animation, which I think, again, goes across the board. You know, you can say that with everything. Yeah. Texture and well, filmmaking. In yeah. General, I think is, is part of like establishing a pace and not tiring out the audience with like lots of quick cuts all the time, but yeah. just varying your editing, having some quick cuts, but some longer cuts. So basically everybody gets captured here. Right. They, so they've been captured long enough that Gracie and Eddie and Margot are worried enough him. to yeah, yeah come come see what they can't do which they then have, they immediately get captured immediately get captured themselves like it's a classic kind of james bond thing where they get in an elevator and they're going down and the elevator is rigged with some kind of like sleeping gas mm. but what makes it cool is that what the one of the three storms thunder is in there and he obviously he's not affected at all yeah that that. was like the three storms were they like 
are they like corporeal because yes i think that they are some kind of demon that people are shooting at them when the first scene where they appear and they're completely unaffected as though the bullets are just going right through them but then they are affected by like punches and yes i th- i do think that you're probably looking into it a little bit okay. too much but uh i, I do that I would say like, what if is you want to get into that nitty gritty is like, well, let's, we'll, what, we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> okay. We'll get there. Um, yeah. So, so Gracie shows, they, they show up, they get captured. And I love the scene when Jack is kind of like, uh, it's another expository dump it, and it slows down for a second is Jack breaks out of his wheelchair. They get, push back into like a um into a dungeon like cell and he breaks out and they and wang explains even further into the like mythology and backstory of all these all the mystic stuff and they hear people coming and it's thunder bringing eddie into the cell and jack jumps on his back and instantly gets like punched off and then he jumps back and he's like, let's try that again. Oh God. It's just these great moments. And then that whole thing where they're like, he's like, they're like, come on, Jack, come on. And he's like, what, what am I supposed to do? Like he's just stuck on thunder's back and thunder does that. Like the first real, like kind of his like unique power. He starts like expanding like where his buttons up. are almost like yeah. popping off and it just like blows Jack back off onto the wheelchair, which goes down that crazy hallway. Yeah. That shot is a lot of fun. Super that whole sequence, cartoony. Yeah. yeah. Cause it, like the, the wheelchair hits two guards and they go flying. This whole movie is pretty cartoony. Oh yeah. Um, so basically everybody breaks out except. Oh, so the three guys break out. We got Wang. Eddie. Uh, Wang, yeah, Wang, Eddie, and Jack, and that exchange with the guns, and Eddie ends up with the fucking little tiny like snub-nosed revolver, and he's just like, okay, whatever. Like he's like, I'm used to this. Like, I get the I shitty that. gun. I as love always. that. Yeah, and then they, that's that. This leads to the scene of them breaking out, uh, Margot and Grace from like yeah. the the female like cell area. Margo and Grace are broken out, but Grace is immediately recaptured by the monster who makes an appearance for the first time here. Oh, which is that's a great little scene. There, the, I the the um one I love that the the female um, guards are like a serious threat to Wang and Eddie. Yeah. Like that, that, that they are having a fucking hard time taking them out. Like they almost get their asses whooped. They basically get their asses whooped. Um, so there's a big breakout scene, and they're all diving into that sewer, which is another very like that's so ingrained into my memory that scene where they're diving into that oh, yeah. sewer and they're going through the pipe. Yeah, and there's this really great long shot where like they're it's the camera is like inside the uh, the the sewer tunnel, and Gracie pops out, and then she's pulling people up and it's like, where's Jack beats me. And then she pushes and then she brings up somebody else and I don't know. And they, you know, and then finally Jack comes up and 
he gives her that it's the first kiss and she's like hey and he's like sorry i just it just feels great to be alive or something like that <laughs> just the character building and the um camaraderie and the the levity of this movie it is just absolutely it's nothing compares to how fun this movie is in my opinion kurt russell's performance i think is kind of the like i said it's the, the glue, glue really yeah I, well that's just it nails the tone yeah like how serious that character takes himself while being totally dismissed by other characters or just sort of brushed off it's a great like subversion like flip on yeah. the audience they're definitely like playing with the audience's uh preconception of what yeah. like a male action hero like which is part of what the studio didn't know what to do with it like they didn't know how to market it which has led to it not doing well which is just insane um there was a test screening and it was it went really well i guess yeah. so john carpenter and they felt russell they, they assumed it was going to be a hit but uh they just didn't market it right and uh what would that feel like could you imagine working as hard as you work on something, especially for like a feature film like this? Yeah. And especially for John Carpenter, like the blood, sweat and tears he's put into this and it comes out and it's a flop. Well, another thing they And then luckily too. that he's still alive long enough to like for it to become this like amazing cult classic. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's definitely another thing they did too was that, uh, they were kind of rushing him like the studio cut his production schedule because Jesus of uh, the golden child with Eddie Murphy was, which is God awful coming out the same year. They wanted God to beat awful. it. They, so they did. Yeah. They, they, they cut the production budget and they kind of, that movie does it. not hold up yeah. at all. I like it because of like nostalgia reasons, reasons. And there's some pretty funny Eddie Murphy stuff in it, but like for the most part, it's garbage. I remember that movie being terrible when I saw it in the theater. That's a, so there. So th th this leads to one of my favorite little moments in this movie. They climb up this ladder and they're like, "All right, this they 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 escape from the the first threat through the tunnels, and they're gonna like this is gonna take us right back up to that spot, and we're gonna go through here, and we're gonna get out of here, and they get to that door." And Jack gives his whole plan about like, all right, we're going to go through this door. Then we're going to walk right through here and every, you know, oh, and yeah. then he opens the door and there, and there's like this like gong noise and yeah. like, the, <laughs> like whole army is of yeah. the Wing Chun or, or on the other side. He just closes it immediately. And he's like, we might be trapped like that. <laughs> the sense of humor is way ahead of its time. There's some, I love that fight scene um, when they're escaping wang does like this like side aerial at one point oh which yeah it's like it's like a cartwheel with no darth maul does them <laughs> it's a cartwheel but you don't put your you don't use your hands it's just the momentum of your kick right yeah so they return through a cavern they gather up uh they gather the chang sing and egg chen and they return uh via a series of caverns uh, to try to stop the wedding I love the moment where uh, where Kurt Russell is like, these guys speak any English? And like the guy's like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> so there's that one monster that takes out a guy randomly. Like, 
Yeah, that it, that in I remember watching a making of where the guy was talking about how long it took to make that animatronic, and, and that it's barely see for it. like yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, if I was one of the artists who worked on that monster, I. I mean that happens. That is such a classic example of like an animator, or a. Oh, I know. Yeah, it example, happens. Like happens all the time, but all the time. And things just get cut, you know. Or like, yeah, something gets cut. Yeah, I mean, I I was. I wonder up. if there was some kind of explanation to that that got cut. I think it's just the texture of the scene. Like they want they John wanted something to happen, and you can't. You need. You can't just go half in on something like that. You got to go all the way. Maybe know? it was like I was most picturing like Brewster's Millions, where he's got to spend. <laughs> it's like oh if i don't spend 50 grand right now they're gonna not give me a budget for my next film so he's like i'll oh, make a giant monster so we got to bring up the start of this battle uh the the wedding's going on and it and it, and egg chan is it is explaining that it has to go through the, the the ceremony has to go through for for low pan to become flesh again yeah so they can kill him so they can kill him so that happens and the fight erupts with Jack Burton saying like, all right, boys, get ready or something like that. And he does like a, aha, and he shoots into the air. Couple, yeah. And then he, a couple blasts off in the air and the, the rubble from he his knocks gunshots. Himself. <laughs> it's so Hits good. Him in the head. <laughs> but then it's Wang is just killing it, man. Don't, don't they like, uh, Oh, yeah, Jack Burton's completely ineffectual in this fight. He does stab a guy with his uh, shoe well, knife. Yeah, when but... he comes to. Yeah, he not the first. The first thing he does is get knocked out by his own ineptitude by shooting the ceiling and having rocks fall on his head. I love it so much. His, his, there's a great shot of him screaming too. He's like, ah. yeah, great expression. <laughs> and the lighting on him is fun there, like his orange line. But the fight kind of starts because the. The eyeball monster gives them up, right? Like yes, that's right. And I love that eyeball monster. It does this like with its tentacles. It kind of does like a, it yeah, kind of like does a dab. Transmits the yeah. information to low. And Wang stabs it, and the noise it makes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love the it. eyeball monster dies. There's a big battle. Um, Wang really, does Wang really well choreographed. Fucking, yeah, mostly yeah, with that. The how unique! Like one Wang that's like early matrix shit man when he runs the yeah it's like the, uh pre crouching tiger the whole like defying yeah. gravity gravity defying jumps and uh i love the sequence two things two things stick out of that scene for me one we kind of talked about it earlier it's the like video game-esque battle between egg chan and lopan yeah. and i love their like their like history be between the two of them and then i love rain and uh wang fighting each other and they're flying oh, yeah. through the air and they're dueling back and forth and then yeah. that like how he kills them but throws the sword up in the air yeah the music is perfect the uh lot the lens flares dean cundy you son of a bitch they're so dean good cundy, yeah. why is there neon in that because <laughs> it's the fucking 80s <laughs> okay so like this... it, it is it is it's ridiculous but like looking back on it, I don't know. I think it's cool. The the neon lights and the yeah, they're like the like the outlining. Trim. So that's so we that's we we get the first storm is killed. Rain is killed. Rain is killed. Yes. By Wang. 
Um, Low Pan escapes. Gracie and Jack follow them. Finally, Jack gets his moment. But there, it. What's so great about it is that he misses the first time he misses. Yeah, and that's when Lopan picks the knife back up and throws it at at him, and he catches it and throws it back, hits him in the head. It's all in the reflexes. Real quick cutting there. Thunder's yeah. death. Let's talk about that for a minute. There. It was very <laughs> disturbing as a kid. <laughs> that whole self sacrifice thing. What is oh. very disturbing to me? Is that what like happened? He's so he, upset. He, he got so mad that he just exploded. Yeah. His so his power, which is to inflate, I guess. And I get it. That's and cool. he gets so pissed off upon yeah. seeing Lopan's death that he inflates to the point where he explodes. And there's a couple of shots. Which caves where, in. It does start the like cave in of the underground fortress. Yeah, and then they got to hightail it out of there fast. But there's some shots that are just hilarious. Like I don't, I don't really remember being disturbed by that. I just always thought it was funny. Like those, those effect shots. I saw, it, all, like, I saw it younger than thirteen. Yeah, it, I can see. Like, well, what do you think of it now? Does it look funny? That effect. I think that. For the time, I don't. I wouldn't say funny. I think there it is very eighties effectsy, like the bulged out eyes. It kind of has like a makes me think of like Total Recall. Total Recall. Thank you. <laughs> I think that like the last shot of him where he's really big and the steam's coming out of his nose is fucking awesome. I think like the effects wise, it's great. It reminds me of the garbage pail kids movie yes it, reason, yes it does have that that's what i'm saying it has a very 80s like kind of like car sicky vibe yeah it, it is sickening i mean i think yeah. it's supposed to be sickening i i yeah. always i always found it amusing it is funny i i get i get what you mean yeah <laughs> just the the two shots like the main one and then the fact that they cut out and that and you, you see, see all his parts you see pieces flying. of him but it's like yeah. not it's not gruesome. It's like it's like green, like, like a balloon like, popped or something. Yeah. It's, it's not like bloody or anything. Like well, he's like green blood. Yeah. So this leads us to the next, the, the the second escape. And I love the scene where, like, th- uh, lightning's kind of showing off, and he's kind of like shoots over here and he shoots over there, and then he does a slow walk away, and the whole like that effect of that like domed ceiling burning down and like collapsing inward is so cool i just wish they had done more with those characters they were so cool like the concept is so cool but they don't yeah lightning never hits anybody with lightning he never does anything with his lightning power well yeah, he, I'm, he like i'm saying they're like they're building. so far ahead of the curve like they didn't know what they had probably yeah like it would have been cool like him like grabbing somebody and electrocuting them or yeah all the stuff raiden does in mortal Kombat, basically right yeah <laughs> so they take out lightning with a buddha statue <laughs> that's how that's yeah, how and gets, then it, when he, he dies it makes like a little the chinese character for carpenter appears really yeah <laughs> what because it? it's because it's john carpenter it, when he the last thing you see when he is like 
the lightning the buddha statue falls on him and then there's all this lightning coming out of the hole where he pokes yeah. his head up and then the very last like couple of frames there's a chinese character holy shit well it's, yeah, it's the, chinese character for carpenter so they're all celebrating back at the restaurant at wang's restaurant and egg chan leaves and like well what are, what are you gonna do you're gonna go back to china the motherland and he's like it lives in my head or my heart or something. in my heart yeah i love i think it's a great like it's a great send away like margo and eddie are like they're together they're together i love that ending and then i love the bookmark or not the, the uh yeah you got the stinger at the end where the monster's like still alive and in his truck right? well the book the book end with, with with it ends with jack talking on the CB radio in his truck. Oh, again. yeah, yeah, sure. And then it pans and the down camera and, slowly. Yeah. Oh, it's like, what are they revealing here? Don't you love that tease? <laughs> it's a tease for a sequel. And then that that end song. Woof. <laughs> the title track song or the, the end credit song is pretty bad. There's a music video to that, too. There is. It's yeah. it's <laughs> fucking garbage. It's like uh, uh, it's like Kung Fury, but serious. <laughs> yes. Big Trouble Little China, best movie ever. If you haven't seen it, you're insane. Go watch it right now. You have a blast. And uh, hell yeah, love this movie. I think it holds up. I don't love it as much as Gus does, but actually I like it a lot more after talking with you about it. So yeah, um, just your enthusiasm for the movie is infectious. Uh, right, gang. Now <laughs> it's time for a segment called What Are You Watching? You know what I saw recently? Um, the Mitchells versus the Machines. Oh yeah, I, that's on my watch list. I haven't watched it yet. What do you think? I love that style. It looks really cool. I would, I would rank it as slightly above average. Cool for, for like Western animation. Right, like a feature length Western yeah. animation. Yeah, you know, it's Miller and Lord. Their name is on it somehow, but they didn't write or direct it. I think they're in. I think they're producing now. So yeah, I mean, it has that sort of sensibility, but it's not as good as films they wrote and directed, like Lego Movie or um, yeah, the first Audi. Lego Movie is incredible. Like it was such a so irreverent and well, it's just so so like uh like yeah something new. But even though you thought it wasn't going to be new at all, like it like it's averted my expectations so perfectly this movie was trying really hard to be that of trying a little too hard yeah visually it looks visually yes visually i am very happy that that style is being um accepted finally that more like it's a nice blend of 2d 3d where it's 3d but it has this 2d effect there's a lot of really fun 2D elements in this movie. It made me think of Spider-Verse, like visually. Um, yes, because like, it's it's on twos. Yeah. The frame rate is is not like low, perfect. And there's very like, they're doing very like like lots of 2D stuff with like smear frames and, and like breaking the joint. Yeah. So it looks cool. I The story's decent. Uh, there's a lot of story elements that are a little forced. There's some story elements that are really forced, um, but you know, slightly better than average. Cool. I guess. 
All right. Well, thanks for listening. My name is Brad Patello. Uh, I am at Brad Patello. And uh, my friend here is Gus Trouth, Mr. Trouth. On Instagram. And That's e- what we're talking about. You can look me up. Um, I'm on Tapas and Webtoon. And I have some comics on there. You can just look up Gus Trouth, Tapas, Gus Trouth, Webtoon. Got some horror comics up. Tapas is my favorite meal. It is a good meal. <laughs> <laughs>